T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. going to tell you right now, San Francisco Giants, this ain't going away. This isn't one of those, yeah, we're just going to lay low for a news cycle or two and see if the anger doesn't blow out of town as fast as the promise of Carlos Correa being your starting shortstop for the San Francisco Giants basically blew out of town. This is not going away until answers have been provided from the San Francisco Giants themselves. And right now, they are looking like incompetent cowards. I've chosen a lot of words, Ray, in about 20 years of broadcasting to describe the San Francisco Giants at times. At times, I've said boring. I said disappointing. I've said, you know, uh, they're not connected with the realities of the game of baseball. I believe I've also described them as world champions in my time here. Those are two words that were used to appropriately and uh, correctly describe them at times. Incompetent cowards is a whole new billing that the Giants never really earned. I mean, even the angriest fans out there uh, weren't right saying, you know, this is this team's a dumpster fire. It, it was a huge reversal of fortune last year, going to 81 and 81 after winning 107. But the 81 and 81, by definition, can't be a dumpster fire. Fans are mad. And incompetent and cowardly are two words that absolutely are apt descriptions of the San Francisco Giants at this particular time. Incompetent, I can go with. Cowardly, I'm not sure because I think it's more dishonest. I mean, they led Carlos Correa on. And then, however it is, they came to the conclusion that they didn't want to do this. They bailed on it. They bailed on an agreement. That's dishonesty. And that's what's going to that's what's going to hurt them far more than the transitory anger of fans. Because that means now whatever business they try to do in the free agent market or really in the player acquisition market, period is suddenly going to be tinged by the fact that, yeah, you remember when they jerked Carlos Correa around because they got worried about the money? That's that's the real damage here. It's not cowardice that's killing them. It's the fact that they're disingenuous. Well, it's, it's, it's some cowardice in terms of not being able to step on up and explain what exactly happened. And there's also the cowardice of scared money don't make none. You know, sports is a never-ending series of calculated risks. It goes to infinity. Calculated risks go to infinity in sports. And it feels like the San Francisco Giants do not want to be in the calculated risks at this price point, which means you're not even a really major league baseball team. You're a mid-league baseball team. You're the Pirates. This is some, well, I mean, I won't even go that far, but this is some Milwaukee Brewer nonsense. Basically, the San Francisco Giants are the Milwaukee Brewers with a waterfront ballpark at this point in time. The reason why they're the Pirates, though, is because they've made it clear now that money is a huge object for them. Everybody thought, oh, you know, now that COVID's over, that, you know, they've got to be bold. And, you know, they chose not to be. Um, And I think 
their offseason has been a series of erratic jerks and shifts so that nobody was sure who they were until suddenly this thing happened and they chose the worst possible way to bail out of it because all the narratives seem to suggest that they're the ones who walked on this deal, not Correa. Not at all. It wasn't even close. Carlos Correa was absolutely in his own mind a San Francisco giant. On his own social media page, he changed the banner to Oracle Park's marquee. He thought he was a San Francisco giant to the point where he had gone out of his way to start house hunting. He went out of his way to not just bring him, himself, his wife, and his kids, but his wife's parents were all flown in. Scott Boris is someone you just do not want to get. There's a chain you don't want to jerk around. And they jerked around Scott Boris. And he said so on, this is Sportsnet New York. Scott Boris is in New York to introduce, again, since he represents basically every single high-profile free agent in baseball. Scott Boris was in New York today as Carlos Rodon is being introduced to the New York Yankees. Asked, Mets. Uh, huh? Mets. Carlos Rodon is in oh, New I'm York sorry. Yankee. Oh, I'm sorry. I brain farted. It's all I, right. I corrected you for no good reason. I am ashamed. I should leave. No, 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 no. What you've done, though, is you've earned the Christmas carol. Sing along is your penance. Come on, sing along right now. I hope your kids throw up in your stock. Oh, they love that. Um, so this is Scott Boris at the Carlos Rodon New York Yankee introductory press conference, and he was asked about what happened with the disintegrating Carlos Correa deal. And here is basically Scott Boris uh, pouring gasoline on the entire San Francisco giant front office and organization. We were all in the hotel in San Francisco. He had his parents there, his brother, his wife's parents. Um, it was uh, certainly a roller coaster for the Correa family. Was he in the room with you or you called him in his room? I, I called him to my room. And, uh, so he came into your room? Yeah, he came into my room. And what yeah. was his reaction? Um, he was obviously surprised, you know, as we all were, frankly. We were very surprised. Yeah. Frankly, we were all very surprised. And the thing that the Giants are trying to pin this on is a, what, an injury that predates his major league call-up. So what the Giants have is a concern over an injury that has not affected a single at-bat of a career that is now, what, seven years, eight years long? Didn't, it didn't prevent him from you know, winning World Series, didn't prevent him from winning Rookie of the Year, and all of a sudden, the San Francisco Giants doctors invent a way to get out of the Carlos Correa deal. And me, I truly believe that they invented that way to get out of the deal because that was the marching orders that they were given from someone above them. Who that someone is, who it was, this is to be debated. This is to be sort of figured out. But I completely believe that there is nothing medically wrong with Carlos Correa at all, except for this completely invented by the San Francisco Giants, gave no other team any pause in doing business with this man at any point in time in his career. They made this up. I don't think it's about the doctors, though, because all they can do is examine the guy and report their findings. I think this is all about Charlie Johnson because the buck stops with him. He's the guy who runs this operation, even though he lives in Florida. He runs He's the team the doctors, too. Well, but the team doctors can't do anything that's unethical. And in, that includes, you know, saying that you can't sign this guy. All you can do is present findings. And the fact that they're saying it's 2014 suggests to me that Charlie Johnson didn't want to f 
go through with this deal. He either changed his mind or suddenly didn't like the amount of money they were spending for him. And it makes you wonder if he was good, he would have objected to the to the Aaron Judge deal too. Because either way, those are both contracts that were going to take him almost to his 100th birthday, which means he probably wasn't likely to see the end of them. And however, however it happened and however his mind got changed, there's no advantage for Farhan Zaidi to, ch- to pull the plug on this deal on his own. So he's not the culprit. Greg Johnson's not the culprit because all he is is Charlie Johnson's son and the supervisor of the team's business operations. This can only be Charlie Johnson. His choice, and whenever he made it, it still means that he's the one who pulled out of the deal. And when you pull out of a deal, whether whether you own the team or whether you're just the head of baseball operations, that follows you around. And so, you know, I think we know who did this. And I think we know why. I think the medical thing is just the dodge. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, but I, but, a, but it, when you say it's the doctors, I don't think the doctors had any. They all they did was here's they the followed paperwork. Charles Johnson's orders, and Charles uh, Johnson no, said, "You give me a, you no. give me a reason to get out of this deal. You, I pay your salary. Tar, tar, part of your job today is to be the human shields that." I'm going to duck behind that this franchise is going to duck behind to get out of this deal. He doesn't have to do that though. And but they he's don't enough have of to the be coward. All he's he had, enough no, of all he has to do, all he has to do is just pull out of the deal and then use the doctor's report as the front. I don't think he had to order the doctors to find something cuz all he would have had to do is just say, "You know what? Change my mind. I don't want this." Doesn't even have to involve the doctors. I think this is the elaborate uh, shield they're putting up, but I don't think the doctors came and said you can't pass this guy. I think that's nonsense. It's a stunning turn of events. It is one of the biggest reversals of fortune in the history of free agency. Not just Major League Baseball, not just the Giants, but any sport. No sport has ever seen a player of this caliber, this ilk, get his chain jerked around to the point where you're not just jerking the guy's chain. It's the entire family that you're jerking around. He was ready to be introduced as a San Francisco Giant. And the fact that the Giants let it get to the event horizon of, yeah, fly in your entire family into the city and put everyone up in a five-star hotel. The fact that they let it get that far is a ripple of bad business that will follow them as they are currently constructed for years with all the players still in the room. We have an awful lot to get into today. I've got some inside dope to share with you from inside the giant clubhouse. I can tell you conclusively without identifying who, but I do know that among those losing faith in the San Francisco Giants are San Francisco Giants players. So I got that to share with you today. We got Tom Verducci stopping by at 4.15, Steve Kerr at five o'clock. We had a great conversation early in yesterday's abbreviated show with Juwan Jennings that we're going to jog past you in our five o'clock hour as well. He was fantastic. So all of that is around the corner. Don't you go anywhere. Damon and Ratto, man, there are times where I basically feel like the job is to explain to fans why you don't need to be as angry as you are. I'm almost here today to tell you that as a Giant fan, you need to be even angrier than you are at this franchise because this scuttling of Carlos Correa's contract could haunt them for 20 years. He's never looked better than he does today. Carlos Correa? Yeah. Oh, he's he's a saint. Are you kidding? He's the greatest bargain in the history of sports. Damon and Ratto, brought to you by CalHope.org. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. After the end of a good fight, 
You deserve an ice cold reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter, and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Now back to Damon and Ratto on 95.7 The Game. Excellent to have you here this afternoon. Ray's final show of the year. I'm already getting emotional. (laughs) Boy, am I going to miss you. Calm down. Uh, uh, The merch store is open, baby. 957thegameshop.com. Hopefully we don't have any Carlos Correa gear up there. Or if it is, put it on the sales rack. It's a yeah, it's a plain white T-shirt. Yeah, that's uh, it's it's it, look. The sales rack is where the entire San Francisco Giants are apparently going to be uh, built from going forward, because this isn't just one of those. Um, this is not one of those shrewd business moves. This is not one of those. Everything is business as usual until something becomes unusual, and something became so unusual we had to back out in the eleventh hour. This isn't business as big and nasty and leaves people with hurt feelings all the time. Situations, it's not. This is bordering on personal. And before San Francisco Giants, you know, like take the field next year, before they even play the national anthem, they should have to play this over the loudspeaker. For every home game, because this is the way that they will be talked about by every single agent and by every single player going forward under the way they are currently built in the Johnson regime in the Farhan era. Scott Boris talking about how close this was to happening to the point where how could this not be personal? This is Scott Boris today on New York Sportsnet. We were all in the hotel in San Francisco. He had his parents there, his brother, his wife's parents. Um, it was uh, certainly a roller coaster for the Korea family. Was he in the room with you or you called him in his room? I, I called him to my room. And, uh, so he came into your room? Yeah, he came into my room. And what was his reaction? Um, he was obviously surprised, you know, as we all were, frankly. We're very surprised. I think Scott Boris is going to sit down, just jump right into good faith negotiations with the San Francisco Giants without being a little skeptical or leery the rest of the way. Like, if you guys aren't going to go the full extra country mile for Carlos Correa, who even with the completely made up problems that your doctors are diagnosing, has the fourth best war in the history of the position of shortstop across the entire history of Major League Baseball before his age 28 season. Yeah, I mean, there are so many disconnects here. It's hard to know where they begin. If money's a problem, they should never have been playing in in the Aaron Judge end. But money apparently wasn't a problem then. Then they're they're playing in the Carlos Correa end. And when they're talking about the the number of years and the money they're talking about, why did it take them this long to get cold feet. There's a clearly a communication issue here, just for starters, between San Francisco and Florida. Florida being where Charlie Johnson lives. It can't take this long to make up your mind about how much money we can spend or choose to spend. So that's number one. Number two, if there's a medical issue they don't even have to go through any kind of charade they can just go you know what he flunked our physical so we don't even have we don't even have to go through this we don't have to call anybody we don't have to do anything i think 
it seems pretty clear, unless some new evidence comes out, that the people in San Francisco were ready to do this deal. And Charlie Johnson said no, either because of the money or because of the years or just because he was in a bad mood. But it's the only way that any of this makes sense because Farhan Zaidi's job is now infinitely more difficult because he's been made to look ridiculous. Feckless. Um, Greg Johnson, who, you know, is basically just there to see how things are going and then report to his father. He clearly, you know, backed Zaidi on this and he's made to look ridiculous. And the only person left in this pyramid is Charlie. And who is ridiculous? Well, he is now. I mean, it just... He's shoveling money into Herschel Walker's furnace. He's a big Lauren Breibart, whatever her name is, fan. Like, this guy, um, he doesn't bet on anything but the losers lately. Yeah, he's had a bad year. But this is this is more than all that. This is basically being disingenuous to the point of being dishonest. Either you're going to tell your people yes, or you're going to tell them no, and you're going to do it a lot quicker than they did. How's Scott Boris not negotiating directly with him if he's the money guy? Do you think Scott Boris is jerking around with middlemen? Because he's not answering any of those phones. He, he just, you know... Well, it's time for the old man to tap out then. Well, then that's an excellent point. And so if he's not... if. If this is all he's going to do from here on out, he will find that owning this baseball team is a very unpleasant, if profitable, thing. And if all he's doing is just cashing money, then... It won't be unpleasant. Then they are the Pittsburgh Pirates. So, one of the things that I have to tell you, uh, one of the things I have to tell the audience, and again, I cannot tell you where I got this information from, so you're either going to be like, all right, Damon, I'm going to take you at your word, or you can be skeptical here. I don't care if you believe me or not, but here's what I know is that there is a current San Francisco Giant right now who really doesn't have a deal with the San Francisco Giant who would like to very much end his career in a Giants uniform and not take triple the money to go be a Baltimore Oriole. Last name rhymes with smelt. And um, Gee, I wonder who this is. And he can't get the Giants on the phone. The Giants do not have any sense of urgency about their negotiations and if it's all because there's a doddering old man who can't bring his eyes up from Fox News long enough to make a phone call, take a phone call and get a deal done, it's starting to sort of come into focus where the broken apparatus is in these negotiations. It's a time issue. The Giants don't spring on anything. They're a day three participant in free agent negotiations, right? I mean, that's pretty much how it's felt over the last since Charlie Johnson took over. They don't appear on the, you know, very first hot stove league show coming, you know, the free agency's officially open. We got three players signed. One of them is going to the Giants. That never happens. This team waits forever to call back free agents, their own players, people that have been career San Francisco Giants. There is no sense of urgency in any way the front office operates, and I've got that from people who are dressing inside the clubhouse. The only question that I would have in response to that is, is it the people in San Francisco or is it the guy in Florida? And it's looking more and more like the people in San Francisco, they might want to do some things. But they have to clear it with the guy in Florida. And the guy in Florida is not clearing anything. Here's the deal. Because there's no, there, again, there's no... Farhan should there's be re no, re resigning today then, right? Shouldn't he? Well, yeah, except they don't have these many of these jobs. You know, and maybe he's just going to go, okay, these are the conditions I'm working under now. I mean, he might just, you know, grit his teeth and grind through it. Because there are other owners like Charlie Johnson. And there are more owners like Charlie Johnson than there are like Steve Cohen. So he might just decide, you know what, this is now a really crummy job, but it still pays really well. We'll talk more about uh, Steve in a second here. 888-957-9570. This is Mark in San Francisco. Hello, Mark. Hey, what's up, guys? How you guys doing today? Very well. <clears throat> I just want to say, man, I honestly truly believe that Gabe Kapler has lost the Giants locker room. And 
I feel like there are many signs that point to that. The first one is that scruff that he had when he was pulling out, um, I forget who it was, Sam Littell or some reliever, some some powerhouse guy that they love to use. But anyway, he was pulling him out, and we all remember they had that little stare down and argument and whatnot. And I think that speaks volume, man, because if you ever hear Gabe Kapler talking in an interview about the team, he's always talking about this organization, this team, never us, our team. When you hear Bochy talk, it was always us, our team. I made a mistake. Gabe kind of, he kind of, I have this feeling like he tries too hard to to be this dominant figure within a locker room and that just rubs a lot of guys off like so mark here's i can i can i can tell you definitively that uh half the clubhouse likes gabe kapler the other half the veteran half really doesn't they think he's a little bit of a preening schmo and um you know they they they've met smarter baseball men they've met people who handle situations better again gabe kapler is so far to the you know, a, a extreme end of political correctness that that really doesn't play in the clubhouse as much as, you know, there there is no dumber group of athletes who just want to be told what's what, and I mean this with all due respect, than major league ball players. They don't want things couched and landed the right way. Like a major leaguer doesn't give a damn that, you know, we don't pinch hit for, we pinch hit with, which Gabe made such a big deal out of this. They, the, all they care is that they're not getting there at bat and someone else is. Gabe Kapler has issues in his own clubhouse that need some massaging and revolving, and you're right about that, Mark. But this has absolutely nothing to do with Gabe Kapler, this issue with Carlos Correa. Nothing. Carlos Correa and Gabe Kapler are not two things to complain about equally here. It's just, it. there will be times and reasons to wonder whether or not Gabe is the right guy for that player or that player or that player, but it's got nothing to do with the issue at hand. As a matter of fact, he is the only guy, Ray, that I'm willing to excuse and exonerate from any guilt of this. This didn't. This, this isn't business done in his office. No, well, it's also not done with him in the room. I mean, it just, it's, this is... Right, they tell him who's on the team, not the yeah, other way around. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, beyond, beyond all the rest of that, you know, Gabe Kapler is, like most managers pretty much just an adjunct of the front office anyway between the lineups he puts out uh, the strategies he employs the the pitching that he uses and the order in which it, they're used um, it's the off season the manager is you know he, he may as well be fishing I mean he, he has to go to organizational meetings but for the most part he's off till the first of February when he's got to get spring training organized right so yeah Gabe Kapler's not the issue. No, Gabe, and, Gabe doesn't enter the picture until everyone's in Scottsdale. And more to the point, he's not really a good stalking horse for why the Giants aren't winning. We just saw what the, what the new business model is. Even if it wasn't the old business model, the new business model is we're not spending money. Pure and simple, we're not spending money. So if you're not spending money, then do what the Pirates did and don't get involved in free agency. Don't bother. Because if that's how you're going to do this, don't say we will not be outspent. Because this time, they got outspent by the Yankees. But, okay, Aaron Judge gets to decide. They didn't get outspent by the Mets. The Mets spent less to take Carlos Correa than the Giants said they were willing to spend to get him. So this is now more, not about losing you know, race to offer a guy the most money. It's about bailing out of a deal that you've already made. Only, that's it. Yeah, and that's, and that's more than that's more than we can't teams. afford it. It's we don't want to. Someone from the five one zero on the Xfinity Mobile text line said, "I thought that Buster Posey was supposed to bring credibility to the Giants' front office." No, Buster Posey's there to bring likability to the ownership group. But Buster's well, more likable now than he was. <laughs> look at it this way. Buster Posey doesn't do anything to help the Giants run any more than the medallion on your hood helps your car engine go. He's just a he's just a medallion on the hood. And I say that with all due respect, if obviously if Buster would ever asked about anything baseball, he would have the right answer. 
but he is he is nothing more than the pretty girl that you might want to talk to in the corner of the room if you were a free agent. But he's also not empowered to be that, even if he has baseball expertise to provide. It's not business expertise, because that's what we're talking about. Right. This is not about baseball at all. So, you know, Buster Posey's not part of this either. No, not at all. You know, it's, you know, we... The first two, the first two texts we've gotten are for two guys who had nothing to do with this deal. Eight 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 nine five seven nine five seven zero. This is Adam in San Francisco. Hello, Adam. Hi, Leo. Uh, thanks for having me on, guys. Happy holidays. Happy holidays. What do you got? Yeah, I, I wanted to talk about um, Paul Correa and and, and uh, what's going on here because I've been a lifelong Giant fan and. You know, the camp is my parents and brother. Now I'm thinking my own kids, the uh, Oracle, and it's going to be kind of hard to go to games now. You can't even trust the team. I mean, how does something like this happen? And is it Farhan's fault? Is it the owner's fault? I mean, where do we place the blame? Well, this is it's the owner's fault. Pretty much what we're talking about today, and Ray and I, who we don't agree on much, I think both absolutely have the right person to peg this on. Well, this comes from down on high. Negotiation, look at it this way Ross Stripling, whatever you need, Farhan. Sean Manaya, whatever you need. Hanniger, all right, well, we're going to make enough money to where we'll, you know, we'll check in with a younger Johnson. But when you're talking about an amount of money that you normally spend on a skyscraper, that's when you bring in, the, you know, the, the big decision maker. And unfortunately, for the San Francisco Giants fans, the decision maker seems to be a hard to get a hold of perpetually cheap frugal doesn't really want to win douchebag in florida so that's rough it's a, pl- it's a tough place to be operating from yeah i mean well that i mean that's how this boils down unless the giants have a elaborate song and dance that is more persuadable than the evidence we have so far which is they had a deal and then they bailed and the only guy who can bail out of that deal is charlie johnson yeah, this is, this is, uh, this is, th- this goes right to the desk that says the buck stops here, and it stops on Chucky's no bucks, desk. No bucks for you. Yeah, Bob Myers was on with uh, Steiny and Guru as Whitey was in yesterday, and Bob Myers had this to say about how ownership does matter when it comes to getting deals done on high. And I think 90% or more of GMs clear these things with their owner because the money is so big now. It's, it's not, I think in the past, not that the deals were small, but I'm talking about $300 million and you're talking about what happens if you get it wrong or right. Owner engagement has probably never been more than it is now because I think when you buy a team for a billion, two billion, three billion dollars, you're going to be involved in your team for the most part. That wasn't always the case 25 years ago. Teams were going for $100 million, $200 million. Still an absolutely crazy amount of money for most people. But that's different. This is going to sound bad to say, but there was a lot of people that could buy a team for $100 or $200 million 15, 20 years ago. There's not a lot of people now that have $3, $4 billion to buy a team, a football team, a baseball team, a basketball team. So the people that do want to know what's going on, and I, and I get that. The thing is, the Giants are currently in the hands of this ownership group because an ownership group that did care died. Died. That's why it's Charlie Johnson now. Yeah, I mean, it's... Look, I get why you would be leery of spending that much money and that many years. But that's a decision you have to make at the outset. Right. You know, because I, I refuse to believe that Farhan Zaidi did this deal on his own without talking to anybody. There's a reason why Jillian doesn't go to Versace to start her shopping trip. Because she knows that we can't afford that. So we don't even bother shopping in that store. Well, we go to stores harder. We go to stores that, well, you know, amen. But uh, <laughs> hey, whose side are you on here, Ray? Uh, I'm just saying, is no. she worth Versace or not? There is uh, no. There's no woman scared, in the world worth scared, Versace. It's ridiculous. Money don't make money. No, that is ridiculous. Uh, first of all, we have signed <laughs> the free agent. <laughs> we, we uh, but no. Look, it, it, the, the that is the 
unless you are galactically wealthy, don't even bother walking in here store. So we don't even bother walking in there. It's the same reason why I think of my next car and I don't pop on into Lamborghini to start browsing. That's just not going to happen. So we're going to start walking on the lots that I know that should I actually be interested in something, uh, my, my wife isn't going to beat me over the head with a frying pan if I went ahead and actually bought it. I mean, the dynamics are really pretty simple here. Either Farhan Zaidi went off on his own to do the Korea deal because he felt lousy about not getting judge, which seems unlikely. He talked to Greg Johnson, said, I want to offer this to Korea. And Greg Johnson said, fine, without clearing it with his father, which is also plausible, certainly more plausible than Zaidi going off on his own. Or... Greg Johnson went to his father. His father said, yeah, go ahead, and then changed his mind and just said, get out of this. I don't want to do it. And if it takes that long to make up your mind about 13 years and $350 million, you're not engaged. You're not paying attention. Let's think. Because that's a simple yes or no. It's, uh, yeah. It's, uh, uh, so we're eating at the French Laundry tonight? I can answer that question at the speed of light. Yeah, I mean... That's just, a no. We're yeah. not going there tonight. And if you say yes, to me, as soon as the other side is notified, we're in a, we can go with that. Your word needs to be your bond. Yeah. Even if you don't like the deal all of a sudden, you have to go, you know what? We're, we're in, so we're in. You can't not support the deal you put on the table. Exactly. And that's <laughs> so they either don't communicate well enough, they do communicate, but it takes them too long to make up their minds, or they they got sheet jerked by their own guy. That's those are the only possibilities at this point. Eight 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 nine five seven nine five seven oh. We have calls lining up, and as soon as we return, we will start taking those calls. But just to add a touch more personal insult to the injury of this whole thing. Ron Krojcik in the Chronicle today said that uh, Correa uh, clearly wasn't expecting any complications. As a matter of fact, he went house hunting with his family on Monday afternoon over in Lafayette. Correa, his wife, his child, and business managers enthusiastically looked at one house listing and um, the uh, the agent wrote an email to the Chronicle saying that Correa saw several houses on his tour. He described Correa as gracious, delightful, totally kind to those joining him. He chatted easily and expressed excitement at the prospect of joining the San Francisco Giants. 17 hours later, the Giants abruptly postponed the news conference to introduce Carlos Correa as their $350 million man. If you are on hold, you are coming up next. Another man who wrote uh, yet another magnum opus about how this all fell apart. Tom Verducci from the pages of Sports Illustrated. He'll be joining us at 4.15. We've got Steve Kerr joining us at five o'clock. Don't you go anywhere. You want to get in line, get there. 888-957-9570. And I really mean this. Normally, I feel like it's my job to tell a sports fan in the Bay Area, you don't need to be as angry as you are. My job today is to tell you, you need to be angrier than you actually are if you are a San Francisco Giants fan. I really mean that. This should piss you off maybe more than any result any Dodger game ever produced because this is th this is your own organization doing that to its own credibility. Damon and Ratto here brought to you by Fremont Bank, full service banking, no compromises. Now back to Damon and Ratto on 95.7 The Game. It's fantastic having you here today. If you are still at work, if you're in front of your computer, oh my gosh, you can actually watch this thing. We are on YouTube. It's happening on Twitch. I don't know why. I don't know why you'd want to watch this. Very simply, if you're if you're watching this at work, you're risking being fired to watch these two mopes. Don't do this. But then they save would, your job. They would miss Another dazzling display from you. It's well worth it to keep your job. Keep your job. Thank you for listening. Keep tuned in. Don't get in trouble. 
If you're listening yeah, just from Just use home. earbuds. You don't have to watch it. There you go. There you go. Um, this is Yoki from San Francisco. He says, I would like to ask Damon and Ratto, despite all of this, the Giants still have a team to put together. So where do they go from here? Nowhere. Nowhere exciting. No, seriously, nowhere exciting. I mean, I was throwing names out at, at you. Uh, uh, Michael Conforto, he's an above-average right fielder coming off a lost season injury. He's also a Scott Boris client, so I don't know how uh, quickly they're going to get back to the San Francisco Giants should they actually be interested in him. Jerks and Profar is a name. Adam Duvall is a name. Will Myers is no longer a name for them to even consider. He is re-signed or signed with someone. Who did he sign with today? Uh, Will Meyer signed with someone today. Yeah. The Cincinnati Reds. Yeah. The Reds have stepped on into free agency with a big Will Meyer signing. Uh, Craig Kimbrell. Go ahead, get him. Like this. Here's the thing. Where the, the San Francisco Giants go from here is the bottom of the random bin to find whatever they can find. And look, that's the one thing Farhan actually does well. And it's a good thing because that's where he is shopping now. You can find a decent gift at the dollar store. You but you're shopping at the dollar store. Yeah, yeah. You're yeah. shopping at the dollar store. Yeah. And if you need someone uh, for... Let's see. So the Giants, you know, realistically need a legit leadoff guy. They need a three-hole hitter. They need a four-hole hitter. They could use someone in the five-hole, the six-hole. They could use a DH. They could use an awful lot in the back end of their pitching. Um, Carlos Correa on his own solved none of these problems. But he was also going to be a human that other humans who play Major League Baseball might want to come play with one day. And there doesn't seem to be any urgency from anyone who's got options to attach their careers to the San Francisco Giants. And if that was like this before this Carlos Correa thing happened, how it's going to be after is going to be a case study. This could get horrifically bad for the Giants going forward. Let's go A's. <laughs> is that the new um, team slogan? That's the one I'm promoting. Um, as far as Conforto goes, even though he's a Boris guy, if in some arbitrary artificial universe the Giants were the team that offered the most money Boris is nobody's fool he would sign that deal with the Giants tomorrow sure he's going to get his client his best because Boris is not going to be he's not going to have hurt feelings about this he just knows that's part of the deal I get to punish you when you do that though and he's not going to with you know withhold Michael Conforto's chance to play baseball Two years after his last game, just out of spite. No, but I don't. Think he doesn't he, hate Charlie Johnson. But do you think he's looking at the Giants as a eureka anymore? Like, it, okay, so if the Giants are on the hook right now, offering you two million, before we immediately pivot back to them and say yes, let me do a little bit more shopping around the store for you, Mikey. But he's going to do that anyway. You know, he's going to try to see what kind of you know market he can build for Conforto, and if the Giants are the only option, or if their offer is better than anybody else's. Boris will play nice and go, yeah, absolutely. Do you think the tie goes to the runner, though, anymore here? Like, it, let's say there's two equal offers. You telling me that Boris would go out of his way to steer a client to the Giants now after this? No, but what, no he, would do, what he would do is tell Conforto, okay, you make the call, I'll make the deal. Yeah, I, I don't, you know, I work for you, ultimately. And I'm not, you know, even though I had an unpleasant dealing with these guys before, if you want to play in San Francisco, we'll make that happen. Keith Law was writing about this mess. And he says, as for the Giants, I don't see an obvious path to contention for them with all the top free agents gone and nowhere near enough impact in their system to boost the team this year or allow them to swing a blockbuster trade. Reacquiring Brian Reynolds, who might be the best player available in a trade, isn't going to make this team a contender, and it might end up setting the Giants back rather than moving them forward. Keith Law went on to also write, uh, at this point, as frustrating as it must be for Giants fans, the plan should be do nothing. At least nothing big. They do have prospects coming, if not immediately, and they will have money to spend next winter when free agent market could include Manny Machado, Rafael Devers, and a certain two-way player who, if you believe the gossip, strongly prefers to play on the West Coast. I know this is cold comfort, but all is not lost for the Giants in the long term. And I would agree with that. I would agree with that. This is not a completely without merit organization. But the stain on them 
and the process of going about adding elite players in the middle of their careers is now they're defined by their inability to do that. They have still, I mean, we still are now living in a world where the Giants have not signed a major free agent since Barry Bonds at any position. But that's not what the issue is. It's the issue that the Giants seem reluctant to wade in big money waters anymore. Yes, they do. They made their they made their run at Judge, didn't get him, you know, and then the Correa disaster suggests to me that Charlie Johnson doesn't want to spend money, and he's not he's not very likely to change his mind at age ninety than he is now when he's eighty nine. You know, those those are not malleable minds when it comes to big money guys like Manny Machado, who's probably going to get somewhere in the neighborhood of four hundred million. You know, I don't see how how the Giants are involved there, unless Charlie Johnson has decided, screw it, you can't take it with you. Go ahead, Greggy, spend any spend all you want. I don't see that happening. Now he's decided absolutely against that. Doesn't matter. So yeah, yeah. I basically, I, I think the Giants have pulled themselves out of the market, not the other way around. Ryan in San Francisco, you're on ninety-five-seven. The game, Ryan. Hello. Hey, how you doing, guys? Um, I can't tell you how incredi- incredibly pissed off I am at this whole entire Giant situation. I mean, I honestly think it is Char- uh, Johnson, the owner's fault. I, I just feel like Farhan didn't sell him Carlos Correa, especially after how they failed with Aaron Judge. But that's my personal opinion. I'm just calling you guys to let you know how really pissed off I am as a Giants fan. You should be. I mean, I, there, there's no other way to tell you that you shouldn't be. There's there's no there's no putting lipstick on this. There really isn't. This is this is as bad of a moment that the Giants have ever had. In terms of the business of baseball, right? I mean, baseball happens. Like, oh, I can't believe you dropped that can of corn down in Florida, and now all of a sudden the Giants aren't going to the World Series. Or, oh, you lost to the damn rally monkey. That's baseball. That's baseball. Baseball happens on a baseball field. This is not baseball. What you're looking at is something that is so abstract, so unseen before, it really does not have a comparison point in any sport. There really isn't a comparison point in any single sport. There's never been a free agent quite the ilk of Carlos Correa who was led not only into the church, but down the aisle and up on the altar to only see the entire thing called off. And again, I uh, this is the third time this hour I'm going to play it. I don't think we can play this enough. Here's Scott Boris explaining how embarrassing this whole thing really should be for the San Francisco Giants. And that's why maybe they're so radio silent on this because team loves to hear itself talk. Ain't said nothing since Scott Boris said this. We were all in the hotel in San Francisco. He had his parents there, his brother, his wife's parents. Um, it was uh, certainly a roller coaster for the Korea family. Was he in the room with you or you called him in his room? I, I called him to my room. And, uh, so he came into your room? Yeah, he came into my room. And what was his reaction? Um, he was obviously surprised, you know, as we all were, frankly. We're very surprised. I mean, Boris is measuring twice and cutting those words once. You can feel him wanting to be a little angrier than he actually is in that soundbite. Well, he doesn't have to be angry, though, because he wins. Because he got Correa signed at essentially the money that the Giants were going to pay. Um, I think he's angry about the wasted time. Absolutely. But that doesn't affect the 5% he's going to get. I think more to the point, he's trying to make the Giants pay. And just say, here's the deal, guys. You embarrassed us. We're going to embarrass you. And they didn't embarrass Boris. You know, because Boris, you know, it's not like this was the only deal out there. It only took him four hours to call Steve Cohen and say, hey, are you done burning money yet? No? I got a shortstop for you. And, uh, I mean, according to Verducci, the, the negotiations took like three or four hours. Which means that he knows that Steve Cohen wanted to do business and... He got it done. So he's not angry about what happened, you know, with the Giants because it, it doesn't affect him. He's angry that, that his client got taken for a walk. And his client's family. Yeah, see, that's and, that, and that's the thing is don't involve the family if you don't think you're going to do this. And that's where 
this leads to Charlie Johnson because Farhan Zaidi's not doing that. Okay, he's just it. It does him no good in any way to be the guy who pulls the plug. He might have been the guy who had to say we're pulling the plug, but that wasn't his choice. And I don't think it's Greg Johnson's choice either. This is Dad, and Dad said yes, then he said no, or he never said anything. They assumed everything was fine, and then he said, "Oh wait a minute, I don't want to do this now." And the the stuff about the doctor and the and the the physical is nonsense. He didn't pull out because of some 2014 injury that he probably suffered, right. or any of the injuries since then. Charlie Johnson didn't want to pay $350 million, period. Why was and there he bailed out? Why was there like nine days of waiting then? Again, to let this go on nine days to the morning of the introductory press conference and then let everyone know when clearly there was a decision made independent of any doctor results at all that this was going to have its plug unpulled. Why it took so long to pull the plug is an answer only the Giants can really have. And those cowards haven't said a peep. Welcome to your four o'clock hour. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only twenty-five dollars a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile, get four iPhone 15s on us, and four lines for twenty-five bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.